Welcome to the Mike Hewitt Show, 10 years and growing. It's about family, business, work, and politics like you've never heard it before. Yep, it's true. There's more than just a touch of wry humor mixed in. And now your host, Mike Hewitt. Folks, I am Mike Hewitt. Co-hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedemdorski. Miles, let me start off doing something very unusual for this show. Lud, I got to compliment you. What? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't even laugh when you said my name, so this must be real. No, it's real. And it's actually, it's not even really you. It's your son. So I watched pictures on Facebook this week, folks, and you were shepherding your son off to a state university. Yep. And the young lad got a pretty significant academic scholarship. Yeah. So it isn't because he can, you know... No juggle, juggle balls yeah. or something. No athletic scholarship. No. <laughs> and by the way, nothing against those folks. No, you work hard for both of them. Yep. I'm just, just so you know, folks, I'm not besmirching anybody. I'm genuinely impressed with your son, Landon. Thank you. Now, I've known him since he was a little kid. So when I see him now, I'm going, holy smokes, he's... Now, from this point forward, Miles Bauer, we can go back to not bullying, but teasing Ludwig. Just like the typical left, making <laughs> up word, new definitions. Listen, the debate's long history, but I still got to ask you guys a couple questions. So, Miles Bauer, I got to start with you. If it's possible for you to do this, imagine that there is no Trump candidate this time, and you were actually looking at eight candidates on the stage that have a snowball's chance of one of them winning. If you look at it through that prism, who do you think won that debate? I don't think anybody did. It was a nothing burger to is, me. Is that how you saw it, Lud? No. Okay, so take definition and victory differently. I think there were some losers. There were more losers than winners. Yep. Um, I think that guys like Mike Pence got Lot. way too much time. Yeah. So therefore, he's a winner because he's not ranking high enough to get that much time. Right. Uh, DeSantis, I think his opening line was stellar and right on point and exactly what needed to be when you are in first for that stage, second overall. I think there were others you could see that they're just, they're not going to be it. Now listen, I asked Miles that question, knowing that I get to follow up with a question for you. So folks, you got to understand, while the debate was going on, the three of us are in a text circle making comments, and I'm whining about how Fox News, I think, is the biggest loser, because I watch TV as streaming, and and my deal, evidently, I didn't know this till last night, not last night, but debate night, my deal with, um, was it Comcast, whatever their newest name is, uh, where I don't, I could not get Fox. So there I'm watching Fox in timed limits on my iPhone. I was, I thought Fox was a big loser. I get that they're going to have, or that they've had stellar uh, view. But one of the things that you said because if I ask myself who won the debate, I think I agree with Miles. Nobody won, and it was a nothing burger. But if I'm just scoring college-level debate points, I think I think Vivek and Nikki Haley and DeSantis won. I think Chris Christie shouldn't be on that stage. I mean that earnestly. In fact, in fact let me, while I'm on a roll here, yelling about who lost, um, Perry Johnson is a candidate. Folks, I don't support him. I'm not against him. But he did everything that the RNC required to be on that stage, and they told him no. And I got to tell you, as a policy wonk, 
and a longtime um, chairperson for the Republican Party at district level, I watched that and thought, wow, 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 if our word as a party is no better than the Democrats' word as a party, what's the point? I was, And again, I'm not a Perry Johnson supporter, but they said you need to have 40, whatever the number was, this is the number of contributions you've got to get. And if you don't, you don't qualify. And if you don't poll in these, in these, he did all of that. So they actually printed, and in fact, I'll put it on the show's Facebook page. They, the, <laughs> there's actually a graph that shows who qualified and who didn't. He qualified in every single category except for invited. I, I, I genuinely, both of you heard me whining in our tech cycles. I was really put off by the Republican Party. Not because I'm a Perry supporter. I'm not. I don't. I know him, by the way. I don't dislike him, but the man spent a bunch of money to earn his way on that stage, and he did it. He achieved every one of those pointed head numbskulls. Boy, did I water that down. <laughs> he achieved every one of their goals, except for the fact that whoever's in charge, Ronna McDaniel, doesn't like him. I, I will say that I think there was somebody who might start pulling a little better out of this. Okay, who? The North North Dakota governor. I don't know a lot about him. Yeah. But watching it, I liked a lot of his answers. You said my question, and then I steered myself off in the ditch for a minute. My question for you is you text Miles Bauer and I that Nikki Haley is a Democrat. Yeah. Is that what you think? Yeah. Because it, most of the folks that I've seen debating – Poll, poll, poll. Ever, ever, and by by the way, just just to inset, Miles, you and I agree that most of these polls are absolutely dog poop. They're yep. trash. They're all agenda driven. But every right. single one of them have her in the top three mm-hmm. in a Republican. And people were applauding and loving what she said. And I think she had the right answer by quantifying the fact that Democrats do, whether they deny it or not, advocate for abortion till birth and somehow that's not identified as radical and you go what how is that not radical it absolutely is and how come the media never asks them and so she was spot on on that but what makes you think she's a democrat well i'd, I'd, I'd like her abortion answer but it was a lot of her other answers really put me in the idea that if kennedy's democrat party was still here she'd be more aligned with that but, but, yeah, but Miles and I, Miles, you and I have talked about this a number of times. If JFK were alive. Yeah, he'd be Republican. Then. Back in the 2016 debates, in fact, I was at the one in Detroit physically there, and I'm looking at 17 candidates, and you and I talked about it on the show back then, Miles. If JFK were alive in, in politics, he would have been right smack in the middle of that group of 17 ideologically. He wouldn't right. no more get a vote from the Democrat Party now than I would. Yeah, no. Right. I mean, I remember, even remember Jim Webb asking, am I in the wrong stage? And that was back when Hillary and Barack were, were, uh, were running. But Well, yeah, but they, they don't. Her and Christie seem too aligned in a lot of things. Uh, and I think Christie is a absolute moderate centrist in the area there well, and, and asa hutchinson is worse yeah and hutchinson oh man he was just a waste of breath up there well, i i really like tim scott uh i just he he came off lukewarm his energy level kind of like yeah. the ben carson type level yeah he came off lukewarm what surprises me though 
is that there's none of those people there, at least at this point, including DeSantis. Everyone keeps calling him the, you know, the second on the list. I don't know that that's true. I think Vivek probably, in truth, is is either in second place behind Trump or or perhaps tied with DeSantis. He'll fall off. Uh, yeah, and you know the the uh, thing that kills me about DeSantis, he is he's so monotone. He's got no personality at all. No, he's no one's ever going to say, "Wow, what a charismatic guy he is." Well, they've said <laughs> that he's a very he's an introvert. And... He's a policy wonk. But you know what? Yesterday, I didn't see that when he came out with that opening statement. It was hard hitting. What did he? What did he? We're down to a minute. But what did he say? You can't tell. What was the topic? I Basically, see you oh, it. America's going backwards, and it's not. We need to stop. I, I disagreed now. with that. I no. Immediately disagreed with I that. Didn't. It isn't morning in America, and if it's not morning in America, it's because we don't choose to embrace it to be morning in America. I. By the way, I was put off. Where you and I interpreted that very differently. Yeah. When Reagan said those words about morning in America, it was as dark then as it was now. But he never said morning in America. He, he, he was talking about, they keep saying the best days are behind us, but they're not. They're in front of us. We just have to take it back. That's I, what he was saying. I don't think that's how it sounded. Miles, we're down to seconds before break. What do you say? No, I didn't. I mean, I certainly agree that when you think about crime and you think about uh, the border and everything, yeah. we're we're in a bad spot. We, we absolutely are, folks. We've got to go to a break, but we will be right back. All right, guys, let's let's go in a little bit of a different direction. Miles, this is a, a term that you and I have debated once in a while. Um, so I'm reading an article from the WashingtonExaminer.com. They're titled, These Eight States Will Likely Decide Who Wins the 2024 Presidential Election. They identify them as purple states. Uh, my <laughs> Miles, Michigan is on the list of purple states, man. Yeah, I uh, saw that, and I, I have a hard time. I mean, when when I think about your capital up there in the Whitmer Correctional Facility, I have a hard time seeing purple. I I know you do, but listen, I'm I'm on the ground here, and by the way, let me, folks, just for the sake of debate, the the list that they offered the eight states, and I I think I agree with them: Arizona, Georgia, Michigan. New Hampshire, Nevada, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. And we are heard in at affiliates in, in most of those states. And I listen, when I think of purple, where you and I disagree, Miles, is I think that COVID in the state of Michigan, the exact reason that you refer to us as the Whitmer Correctional Facility, I think COVID absolutely turned the Michigan right, center right, center all the way to all the way to the far right, every stripe in between from center all the way right, angered folks to no end. And what we saw going into the midterms that causes us to say purple is we saw a lot of brand new, never been involved in politics before, 
angry citizens that without having any experience were a little bit tough out of the block if we were calling this a foot race. And I think that really injured us, frankly, with the candidates that we put forward. We ran, we ran a candidate for Secretary of State because we thought that election integrity was the most important issue. And we ran a candidate that had absolutely zero election experience, none. And I, I, by the way, I don't dislike her. I'm just saying she wasn't experienced. And we were running an, an, an attorney general candidate. I know both of these people fairly well. The attorney general candidate running for office, but trying to hope that he doesn't get served, uh, um, uh, indicted before he wins the, the F. Those are not winning combinations. So a lot of folks just said, you know what? This is crazy. We're out of the cycle. That's what happened to Michigan in that. And I think it happened to, to other states like Arizona that ran a very similar political okay. trend. I'm glad you say that because I got to jump in. I'm looking at this list and two of these states I can't believe they're considered purple. I want to know when this changed. Arizona and Georgia. They're red states. In 16, we would have we colored those in red in 20. Yeah, but we, but we lost both of them. But, it, but we lost both of them. So take and I'm and I'm not cutting you off, but just just get in mind where Miles and I debate on this is that Michigan had all of its statewide offices, both chambers of its legislation, and the and the state supreme court all were Republican four years ago. We are a weird state because our state legislator, for as long as I can remember, have been involved yep. has been all red, but. Our senators have been blue since what ninety eight. Statewide, statewide in Michigan, that go to an election in non presidential years, usually go Democrat. Yeah, it's weird. Our state, our our federal senators, our U.S. senators have yep. been blue, but our state elected right. statewide are red. I correct so myself. In I, presidential years, I do think that we're blue. a purple state for that. Arizona right. and Georgia. Does this go back to being red states? No, it has the same history though. COVID, so, folks, COVID was the ultimate political weapon of the left. And by the way, we're going to talk about that later in the show. At the bottom of the hour, we're going to dive right into that because they're doing it again. And it was the exact recipe that these yeah. states that you're identifying that were red, historically red, yeah. that are now purple at best, and Miles would disagree on Michigan. Did any blue ones? I mean, New Hampshire? No, because it was, COVID was theirs. They owned it. We ran around arguing with like like chickens with our head cut off about injections. We we run around yelling about and screaming at people on in the airplanes and at the supermarkets over masks. I'm just telling you, I don't disagree with us, by the way, but that was not a winning recipe for an election well, cycle. We, I think we all agree with that. The thing I'm wondering is, are any of these were blue and became a little purple, or are we the only ones fighting to maintain our red? Here's one for you. You yell about abortion a lot, saying that the Republican Party is on the wrong path with that. Who says that? You've said that. No, I didn't. Because you've said that it's taken too radical of a position on abortion, that there should be some exceptions. No, I've never said that. You I, um, Find the folks. tape. Next time, next week. I'm Catholic, man. It, it's, it's a conception. Next week we will have that on this show. I've said, no, here's what I've said. Yeah. We focus too much on fighting the social issues. Right. And using those at our forefront. And then you go after the gay issue and the abortion I issue. just bring those up as examples. Oh, I, I never see. say those are the reasons. Miles, you were trying to inject some common sense. What were you trying to say, sir? Well, there, there were a couple things that I, I was going to throw in. First of all, the more I've seen about Tudor Dixon, I don't understand how she went down in flames. Uh, she However, 
I, I would I I would also throw out New Hampshire is blue and Pennsylvania's blue. I'm sorry. They are not purple. Well, I think that they're thinking that they're winnable. I by the way, on those two states I agree with you. But to answer your question about Tudor, I think she's a great person. Voting right. Voting. Uh, was that the the uh, the proposal, um, the voting one? In, in my view, what got her was the ballot in total. Yeah, I think the ballot and 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 in truth, her campaign didn't head down the right path until a, just before the first of the two debates. Before that, she was doing things that, frankly, they were 1990s things. They, she was going to factories wearing a a mask and a hat, and people are going, "I don't care about that. You're not John Engler." What are you doing? Yeah, I think that she That's, didn't lose to Whitmer. The ballot beat her. The ballot beat her yeah. because she won both debates. Yeah, folks, forget whether you agree with me or not ideologically. If you just sit down and you can still watch them on YouTube, if you just sit down and put your scholastic, I'm going to grade this this debate. She won. But so both did Shooty. Times. Shooty destroyed Whitmer, and then the ballot beat him. Uh, listen, the marijuana I, proposal. And, and I, I that you're exactly right. But the other side of that is that he come across very milky toast. One thing that Miles and I have historically agreed on is that milky toast does not win votes. Miles, am I correct? You are correct. No, I agree. But I don't think Whitmer's actually won the races. I think the ballot has won the races. I'll give you another milky toast. That's proof that Miles are right. Romney, who runs around now like he is the person in the party. Yeah. What a point head he has. But he come across as center at best milky toast. Do you know what you need to have to be a leader? Tell me. Followers. Well, Romney's a leader in his own mind. But he's not an actual leader. No. If he were, he'd have followers. He doesn't have any followers. I, he had people. People, people like, running away. That was one of my few mea copas on this. I apologized for voting for the guy. <laughs> Yeah, it takes followers to be a leader, and in Romney's world, he's a leader in his head, and that's about it. And it wasn't even at the time I plugged my nose, I thought, why am And folks, I can tell you this, Miles, you can laugh at me, I heard you. I will never vote for somebody again that I don't respect, don't assign myself to their ideological principles. I will never do that again. I don't care how big the R is beside their name or how deep their tower of money is. His own Won't niece, happen again. His own niece has separated herself from him. Well, we, we had, speaking of her, Ronna McDaniel, who's not on my happy list this week because I think what she did was wrong yeah. at that debate, but that's aside, she's been a guest on this show a number of times. Yeah. I don't dislike her, but to your point, I, and, and in fact, we teased her at the time. Yeah. I bet Thanksgiving that year during the first, during the, the Trump uh, campaign was fascinating. I remember that. <laughs> it was good stuff. Down to a couple minutes, Miles. What am I missing here? I know that you think Michigan is blue. I'm okay with that. Will you apologize if we win Michigan in 24? Well, keep in mind, yeah. back in 16, you guys went Hillary. Hey, I'm going to go Brett Bear. Like they said, you're not answering the question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would uh, say this, though. With Asa and with Nikki Haley... Yep. They're both establishment hacks. Uh, yeah, I think there's some truth to that. Listen, we've got to go to a break. I don't disagree with you. I throw Chris Christie on that, Fire and Asa also, all three of them. Folks, we're off to a break, but we will be right back.
Listen, folks, if you're just tuning in, I am Mike Hewitt. Co-hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedemdorski. I did it two times in a row. I did not make fun of your name. I don't know how you're doing it. That's not bad for me. You feel all right? I don't, I don't know. But listen, before I get into the show, i got to brag for a second. We are broadcasting from our flagship radio station, WHTC. That is beautiful Holland, Michigan, on the shores of Lake Michigan, 1450 AM, 99.7 FM. But just as good as that, we're carried on affiliates across a number of states. I want to thank all of my affiliates, and, and more than that, all of our listeners. Folks, thank you very, very much for tuning in with us each week. And by the way, on that note, I've asked lots of times, you should see the emails I get. I absolutely love them. I respond to them all. Mike at the Mike Hewitt Show. Please zip us uh, zip us an email. Agree or disagree, if we, if we wish we were covering something else, let me know. And follow us on Facebook and what do they call it? X-Files, is that what they call it now? What do you call it now? X. X, just X. Just X. I'm thinking X-Files. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, Saki torn apart. I told you folks I'd get back to this topic. Saki torn apart for claiming no one supports abortion through birth. Uh, the obvious is she can't identify any curbs on abortion she'd support. So what does that mean? If you want absolutely no curbs on abortion, how is it that you're not supporting abortion to birth? So riddle me that, Miles Bauer. How does that work for her in her little pea brain? Actually, because of RJP and the job that she can't do, I actually call her binder. But um, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't like Jen Psaki back in the day. Yeah. But I am madly in love with her now, given that binder doesn't know what the hell she's doing. I remember when she was at the State Department. Yep. And she couldn't speak. Saying um ah, like she didn't every get other it. word. She didn't get any better. No. Per, perhaps she could be vice president. She not right? at all. Did so you got a, you have got a babbling idiot. You yeah. replace her with a babbling you idiot. Need a lot of good word salad to uh, be the vice vice president. You don't think you think she's she said too many ums and ahs. I truly, I truly, truly, guys. All jokes aside, I do not get abortion to a birth. Is what I'm trying to understand with this is I read the Detroit News. Uh, USA Today, all of the media from the left, where they'll point at Republicans and say they're radical on the concept of abortion. And and I, I genuinely do not understand how anybody can say abortion till birth is not radical. I don't. Now, you, you've, um, in the past, Lud, have said that we've overstated and should reconsider how we approach that topic. Yes. Is that a fair Yes, recap? that's it. Like, we're, it's not that we're, our beliefs are too stingent, but the country has st stated there is a period of time they believe overwhelmingly that there is a time and there's reasons. Whether or not I personally believe that as a Catholic right. is different than what the country so, wants. So first trimester to support the, the, the mother's life. Yes. Uh, in the case of rape, some of these things... Folks, I don't, I'm not even taking a position on it, but a majority of the people of the United States from both sides of the divide support those And we're things. not talking 50 plus one. We're talking like 70, 80%. That's a it, vast majority. It, it is. It's, it's a super majority. And too. in that case, I don't think your personal beliefs can push against that as an elected official because you're elected to be there to support 
and push advance the ideas that the majority want. So okay, but 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 guys, I think that the the trick bag here is that not all states define rape the same way. Agreed. Not all states define defense of the mother's life the same way, and not all states define incest the uh, same way. Uh, so, and that's why it should be a state issue, and there should not be a federal law on this. So right. So the folks in New York and in California, and I say this respectfully are going to see this topic way different than the folks in the state of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and the whole concept, the whole premise of federalism is that the government that governs best governs closest to the people. But then you got somebody like Mike Pence who believes it should be a federal law. Mr. Squish. To avoid states like New York and California. Yeah. But it's been like you've always said, you don't like the law? Get a U-Haul and move to a state where you do. Well, then that's the, and by the way, that's why when we're talking about who are the candidates that could replace Biden, because I'm not convinced he's going to be the candidate, that issue aside, that leaves us with Newsom or Whitmer from the Whitmer Correctional Facility here in Michigan. Those are the two reigning people on the Democrat side. And I think, holy smokes, what a, uh, what a shallow pool of candidates. Feinstein's out? <laughs> Yeah. You know well, what, though, Mike? I think I, it, it's sad that RFK Jr. isn't getting more traction. They hate him. They want him to leave the party. They right? literally hate him. Because outside the climate thing, they agree with nothing. Nothing. Absolutely zero. Yeah. In every other regard, they think he's a MAGA candidate because right. he supports the United States. Imagine thinking that it's bad when you say, I support the United States. Spent, How did we get to a point where that makes sense to people? We spent trillions fighting this this fight through the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and into the 90s. And yet now we just allow it. Will you do me a favor and play that spot, Brian? Mike Hewitt here. To what ends will they go to keep and grow their power? In Michigan, they've charged 16 Republican elector nominees as fake, even though the assistant prosecutor advised against it. Quoting him, We face challenges satisfying our burden of proof. Doesn't matter. The Michigan AG joined with her comrades across several purple states using prosecutorial powers as political weapons. What's next? Easy. I predicted it right here two years ago. The return of COVID right on cue. As Republicans readied themselves for their first primary debate, Democrat leaders busied themselves dusting off their COVID hype. New calls for booster shots and masks? Don't laugh. Lockdowns have already begun. COVID goes wild during presidential election season. Guess what, Democrat leadership? Your courtroom skullduggery and COVID fear-mongering tactics will be your undoing. Find the Mike Hewitt Show on Spotify and Apple Podcast. You'll like it. Now listen, guys, the reason I asked Brian to play that right then is when we're when we're wrestling over issues like abortion, the, the left doesn't care about these policies. So the left leadership used the policies for fundraising. They're going to get the votes anyhow. So if you look at polling, the overwhelming majority of Democrats do not want Biden to run. Pause. The overwhelming majority of Democrats will vote for Biden if he's the nominee. Think about that for a moment. So it's got nothing to do with policy. It's got nothing to do with anything. It's got only so it's only about D's and R's to them. And 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 that's just fascinating to me. It genuinely is that the skullduggery is how often do you get to use that word, by the way? That's what I'm looking at. 
They've got 16 people charged. They're going to financially destroy good people that are all senior citizens' lives when their own Democratic assistant prosecutor said that we can't make this work in court. But it's going to cost these folks a hundred grand each to defend themselves from something that's raw power. Folks, that's not America. That's not the America that the three of us. Miles, reel me in here. Because when I watch them just use this stuff to grow their power, forget what tomorrow will bring for our children, it angers me. And that's when you find me joining the ranks, the ranks of what I call friendly, by the way, the angry mob. I'm right beside them. This stuff enrages me. What say you, Miles Bauer? Well, remember back a couple of weeks ago when I was getting all bent out of shape about Trump being indicted because he invoked the First Amendment. Right. And I even sent you the text. I said, because you, you were asking me about, hey, Miles, don't, don't you think Trump's going down? And I said, if, if Trump goes down... He's going down because of the First Amendment. Right. Yep. Yeah. In fact, in fact, you were pretty blunt. Don't you support the First Amendment? Obviously, right. all three of us do, or we wouldn't be here in front of these microphones. You and I agree on that. But when, when I look at what shenanigans that they're willing to do, and I don't understand Democrat. I understand the leadership, by the way. Honest, folks, I get it. They're just power hungry, looking for what kind of deals they can make from contracting with their cousin to get some roads fixed. Did I say that out loud? That's what it's all about. Stay with us. I'll put my hair out, and we'll be back in just a moment. All right, Ludwig, take us back to last week for a minute and maybe even update us. What's the situation with interest rates? So right now, mortgage rates are sitting around 8% because the Fed has raised them up again. The, the Fed's obviously trying to get under, inflation under control. They're two years too late, but they're trying to. Right. Uh, but that's taking the interest rate to 8% and put that in relative terms so people can understand. Four, three years ago, you could buy a house that was $450,000 at... 2.5%. I could percent. I couldn't, but maybe you could. This was 350 years. And, and 70,000 was the average. Yeah. And and Lud, didn't didn't uh our fair president begin this economic cycle through the so-called inflation reduction act and the in infrastructure bill which both of them printed trillions of dollars? Yeah, right. I mean, we can go back to the covid Thing so, too. I mean, like it's, but those definitely were the, the major contributors. The, the Inflation Reduction Act caused inflation. <laughs> What's funny about that, you bring that act up, is that it was actually brought out this week that that had nothing to do with inflation. It was actually about the Green New Deal. Right. right? But, that, but where they put the dollars yeah. and the fact that they didn't have the dollars to put there caused the inflation to go oh, up. Oh, big time. It had nothing to your point. It had zero to do with fighting inflation. Yeah, the truth is. Every, everything to do with doing out money to their friends and their cousins and their nephews and everybody that's going to get in that business or wish they could if they just had some free taxpayer money. I just had money, I could do this. Oh, yeah. And, but that, and, that, then, and then uh, Whelan, Treasury Sec Secretary, came out foolishly back then and said, oh, well, the, the inflation's transitory. Oh, and yeah. we were saying on the show, 
we are headed for bad times. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I remember talking to my students about that transitory. Now that's a lie. This ain't transitory. Get buckle in. Well, well, listen. The, the whole the whole thought of it is nonsensical. But it tells you what they think of us. Okay, so let me let's let's let me ask you um, a situational thing. Okay. So a person buys a house five years ago and they pay two hundred grand for it, mm -hmm. and because of inflation. That house is now worth four hundred thousand. So they say I'm going to take my real estate, my equity of two hundred thousand. By the way, it's not really equity. So they're going to take their two hundred grand and go buy something else where now they're paying down their mortgage, so they can have better and either owe the same or perhaps less. But the difference in interest went from three to eight, and so whatever they think that they were trading off in dollars is now absorbed. By interest, so the payment, the monthly payment, ends up to be the same or more. Oh yeah, I mean, if a four hundred fifty thousand dollars house five years ago, fourteen hundred bucks a month, maybe two thousand. Today, it's forty five hundred to five thousand. Right. So the same house you could buy at four hundred fifty thousand at three percent, now you can only buy two hundred eighty thousand at this and get the same payment. The problem is, the housing hasn't decreased in value; it's went up. It's starting to decrease. It, it's minimal, but, listen, but I, it's changed a little bit. But listen, here on that point, so my wife and I looking for a different place. I'm off on Zillow and a number, realtor.com, and I'm looking. She's looking. It's a nightly thing that we're looking. And find this house you like. Price just reduced 7000 Another one, price just reduced 10000 Price just reduced 5000 That's not something you saw nine, just three months ago. No, and it depends on the area. It absolutely depends on the area. My brother's a mortgage uh, broker down in Austin. Yep. He's struggling. He said it's bad down here. Yeah. But my wife's a realtor in this area, and things aren't bad. We're, when they put a listing up, it's gone that day, usually for asking or more. Right. Gone. So it really depends on the area. Uh, the, the thing is, the mortgage companies are, are come up with this slogan of don't marry the house, date the rate. Because they're saying is buy the house still because you can refinance in two years because a lot of these mortgage companies are saying, hey, we'll refinance you for free when the rates come down because they know they're in trouble if they don't start because the rate is scaring people off. So what happens when those companies are not there anymore? And I, listen, no, I, I, not, I say that because I've had mortgages that were sold three and four times during the course of my mortgage. And that's all happening. And again. trust me, those those yep. those handshake promises and little kisses, kisses on the cheek, they don't stay but here's from company to company. The scariest part of going on right now, and most people aren't realizing that media is not reporting it, is banks are so under leveraged because as the rates went up, remember a savings account, you got 0.001%. Yep. Well, now the banks are paying you 3%. Right. Well, what do they lend out? They have to lend out their savings. Right. But if they can't lend out the same amount of savings if they're paying 3% on that savings account now. Because they have to have a certain number on, on reserve, which sure. is set by Congress. So the reserves are shrinking. They have to increase the deposit levels to take the reserves up to the minimum. Therefore, they can't lend. They're under or over leveraged so bad. That tells me banks are in trouble. They're in trouble. Especially so what, the lower level, what, the smaller ones. Well, and yeah, and that's where it starts, and that is where it starts. But those folks, those smaller banks, are are almost always, if not always, leveraged to the larger ones. Mm -hmm. And so when it starts turning into a domino effect, it might have started out with Acme Bank downtown, but it leads to Chase and Comerica, uh, et cetera. Yeah, uh, it, because they're 
that's where they're getting their dough from. It's almost like a tri- trickle up effect. So if they're borrowing a hundred grand, they've they've them they're loaning you a hundred grand. In a lot of instances, they themselves have borrowed it from further up the food chain. They're picking up their percent or two or three or when we're at eight percent, no telling what the and what the new rate bounce is. This is the adverse effect of these rates right. going up that nobody knows. Yeah. Oh man, savings account. I can get three percent now. Yeah, but that bank's over leveraged. How are they going to offer you three percent and still maintain liquidity? If they're not liquid, a bank's not solvent. It's that simple. And we saw Silicon Valley Bank last year or earlier in this year go under. This is a major thing, and I've seen a lot of 2008 things starting to come around. Some signals, and we need to be messaging and putting think, this out in the media. You think we're on the same path? Possible. No, Maybe no, it's, no. it's a culmination of multiple things, not just the housing bubble, but it's a, it's a combination. Well, High it, gas prices, banks over leveraged, yeah. housing overpriced. It's the same signals we saw a, then. A lot of it are, but back then the big, the big push was if you could fog a mirror, you got a mortgage. didn't yeah. matter whether you had credibility with credit, credibility with job length, credibility with debt ratio and in equity down those issues that are normally the five C's they didn't care about them because that was redlining yep. you're being My, racist with you, that stuff. did you see that the Democrats are, are contemplating a bill to bring that back I saw that and, and, and it's what's one of the reasons I wanted to make sure that we touched on it <laughs> because it's what flipped the economy but what happened folks is that you had all of these folks that were maxed out lended wise credit cards galore up to their eyeballs with no equity in their home limited time on the job and at the time if they had what, a job what if that's true but what happened is all of a sudden gas went from a buck fifty to four dollars and a quarter and so people found themselves making the decision do i make my house payment or put gas in the car so i can go to work yep. and that's what that's really what flipped it now we're looking at gas nationally that's just a hair under four average with some places, to your earlier point, you go to California, get six bucks out. Same on the on the lost and left coast, both both sides. Whereas at least here in in the Whitmer Correctional Facility that I call Michigan, we're at about three eighty, three ninety, depending on Still where you go. Much. It's too much, but the difference is the dollars have been inflated so much. So a sandwich, you, and I don't want to talk about brands, but you go buy a submarine. I got, there was a place I often went. We talked about that towards the end of the COVID drama, the first COVID drama, where the prices for that s- submarine had went up 35 40%. So let me ask you this. In the course of six months. Is some of the inflation caused by companies overpricing to make up for that two years lost of income? Some of it is that, but a lot of those folks got money from the federal government, so they didn't look at it as a loss. Whereas what's really driving the costs up in a lot of cases, wages have went crazy. Remember when we were arguing about $15 for a burger flipper? Yeah. And now people would normally never flip burgers for 15 bucks. And But fuel costs is, again, the cost of food delivery. So if you're, if you're Jim Bob's hamburger joint and you've got to pay Gordon or Grants or whoever you're buying your food supplies from, to bring that in, they're driving a truck. Yeah, and, and folks, I got to tell you, at least in Michigan, and I know this is true in a number of purple states, the cost of a license plate tag for a semi truck is insane. Even a car. The car, exactly right. You have right. a car twenty years old. You're paying two hundred eighty-five dollars. Listen, I got a twenty a twenty year old inherited RV that we go out in it three times a year 
and the state of Michigan charges $450 for a one-year license plate on a vehicle that is not worth a bunch. It's a 20-year-old vehicle because it's that we use the, three times a year. Because it's based on the original price. No, because they knew they could get you. They Boy, no. got you. Who are you going to complain to? And well, the guy that did it has actually been on this show. He just stares not, at me when I asked him. And he's not for running for election. Well, he got term limited out. Yeah, exactly. But he'll run for something. Right now he's a lobbyist. <laughs> I'm just telling you, folks, this stuff adds up. That's how I'm seeing. Any final pearls of wisdom, Miles Bauer? Only thing I, I would say is that uh, France is contemplating transactions not based on the dollar. Oh, we've got to dive into that next week as a big topic. Folks, please be safe. We will see you next week. <laughs>